What's going on? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this is yet another weekly edition of our retro WWE reviews. This week, Rock Bottom 1998. Um, each week, me, I'm Corey Smith, and my co-host, he's over there, Mr. Jose Oseguera. We go back in time 22 years uh, to review Sunday Night Heat, and sometimes, occasionally, hey, there's a pay-per-view bump along the way. This week, like I said, it's rock bottom. So, uh, if you smell, yeah, if you smell what the rock is cooking, the first and only, well, I guess not only rock themed things uh, shows because yeah, we'll get into it. Comes it. up a little later on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, before we get into it, uh, we're gonna do a whole review of the show with Sunday Night Heat beforehand. If you like what you hear, please click the thumbs up bell or the thumbs up button below. Click the bell, notify, subscribe, because like I said, we do these shows every single week and we need recognition. We need to know how good we are every single day. I feed on your praises. No, I mean, it, it would just be good because it makes our show better and lets more people know about it. Anyways, yes. let's get right into it. Uh, Sunday Night Heat was this December tw- 13th. December 13th, live from Vancouver, BC, Colum- British Columbia, Canada. Yes. A, uh, a, a, a heel territory, according to Vince McMahon. Yeah. You know, a, so, uh, I don't know what, what he's got. I mean, even before, before you get into it, before you get into it, sorry. Um, mm-hmm. uh, even before Bret Hart, I feel like Vince had some hatred towards Vancouver. It's because they didn't follow pro- protocol. Oh, they, they were they, they they were they were so crazy. They're like the day after WrestleMania where they they cheer for the bad guys and boo the good guys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Especially if those bad guys were Canadian. Yeah, they became faces. But uh, today we have the set reveal of the buried alive match. So we get to see uh, a very generic on ramp or off ramp. Yeah, <laughs> you know, when they come out, it's very generic. Entr- Entranceway, yeah. Yeah, and it just has a small little sign that says Rock Bottom, and we get this huge set for Buried Alive, so we get to see that. And uh, first to appear on the show is the one and only Mr. Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Mm-hmm. And, of course, he has a promo to cut, especially chasing after the hometown uh, favorites. Well, this is, uh, this is a year after... Uh, this is you know a year after the, the screw Montreal job. Screw job, yeah. And given it's not in Montreal... But they still hate him in Canada. Oh, and and the heat is glaring. It's mm-hmm. hot in the building. Um, so pretty much he cuts a promo on Stone Cold where he says there's no chance in hell Stone Cold will ever be champion. But even though there's no chance in hell, he's still letting Austin fight. I'm a nice guy. And if he wins, he gets an opportunity for the Royal Rumble. And if he wins the Rumble... Then he gets a shot at the title, but that's never going to happen because there's no chance in hell. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he uh, he was like, "Well, I'm a good guy, so there's no chance." Because I mean, I, I like his reasoning. Like he's he's not saying there's no chance, as in I'm not going to let it happen. He's just saying, Austin, I've stacked up the the deck against you because in this universe right here, Vincent Kennedy McMahon does not. He can't just go in the match and be like. This is over. You're the champion. There are rules to follow as chairman yeah. of the company, and he must follow them. And which I kind of dig. I, I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's totally written 
in support of him. You yeah. know what I mean? It makes Definitely. him that much stronger, which is cool. You know, you need that authority figure, especially now that we're exploring that uh, a lot more deeply than previous years. Yeah. If you remember, we've always had an authority and he'd always set up matches and be the bad guy every here and here and there. But, uh, you know, this is serious and he's going to let you know. Uh, one thing else that he lets us in on is that this pay-per-view, of course, aptly named Rock Bottom, is a tribute to the corporate rock champion. And we get the reveal of <laughs> the um, the two banners, the, the two huge curtains um, unraveling. What would, you, what would you call those? Yeah, there are two banners uh, unraveling. I mean, yeah, the rock banners, Yeah, you know, with, with his image and the corporate eyebrow being exposed. I like this because it was very like. It, like nowadays you would see something like this on 2k like when you're playing the 2k games like just in a mm-hmm. create like you'd go in the community section and be like oh what somebody make oh that's cool you know like uh, look at this look at this oh it's a you know kenny omega theme show oh, it's this show this was a rock theme show it wasn't like some big they were just like the rock is the champion and he's gonna get his own show given i think he- i think that he should have had a little bit more say in it i feel like he should be able to book the matches sure Sure, but, but you know, being champion is enough. I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. you know what though, too, is you know how generic the set looked at the beginning with just a small sign. Yeah. You pull out those big ass banners, and suddenly it's, it's cool. <laughs> like it's it, still it very decent. simple. It's still very simple, but yeah. It is, but you know, simple did the job here. It's <laughs> just like, like I said, we're going to Canada. I don't want a whole setup there. I want to <laughs> pay half the price. Yeah. Like, okay, Vince. Yeah, so then we get this whole, you know, spiel with Vince uh, talking crap about the mixed identity of Canadians. He are wants they French, them. Are they English? He wants them are to they... renounce their citizenship and crawl to Washington, D.C. <laughs> the next day. What? Which is just a short hop skip and a jump away. You know? Uh, so, yeah, and deep down, all Canadians really want to be American citizens, right? Uh, I think it's I think it's the other way around, actually. Yeah. At least the smart ones. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so after all of that, you know, we, we get major heat and we get the introduction of Shane McMahon. Now, is this new music that Shane comes out to? <laughs> okay. First off, it's Shane Watch because Shane's yeah. back on commentary. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, Vin, uh, Shane comes down to this music, which I thought was the theme from Escape from New York. You know what I mean? Because it was yeah, very yeah, like yeah. late 80s, like rock and roll like, dun, 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 dun. and I was just like, "Oh, this is well, bad." It's very similar to the to the Heat theme. Yeah. Um. Well, the Heat theme is like, dun, 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 dun. no, I'm kidding. I'm not gonna do that. Um. No, it's yeah. it's it's a little different, but it, it's very generic. It's like song number six in the Jim yeah. Johnston, you know, 100, wow. you know, generic song collections. Yeah. But, Heavy on the wah bar. Yeah. Oh, but no, because remember his first song was Jacqueline's song, remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's given to Jacqueline later. Yeah. So we get our first match of the night, and it's Gil. I'm, I'm assuming he's defending the title against uh, a very young and fresh looking Matt Hardy. Oh, my God. The young up and comer Matthew Hardy, light heavyweight championship. Wow. Yeah. But before the match, we get a Deborah promo. <laughs> Which I didn't even pay attention to. Oh, Some oh about God. her, I, I don't know. So Shane's on commentary, and you know Shane, he gets he gets the young viewers right. So mm-hmm. he has to go ahead and be like, "Hey, Deborah, are you feeling randy tonight? Uh, <laughs> Get geez. it? This is 
Austin Powers. Huh? Huh? This is when Austin Powers was a thing, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dropping little. Yeah, definitely. I think I just saw it in theaters or with my mom and, you know, we got yelled at because we were too loud laughing so hard. Um, But no, and then Deborah, she's just like, well, I don't know anyone named Randy, but I sure know that Jared's going to beat Goldust tonight. She's bad, but at the same time, she plays her character good. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She kind of plays like this uh, ditzy uh, woman from the South, you know, who just kind of followed maybe at least what I get. Is like the person who was like, this guy has money and fame. I'm going to hang out with him. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, not a groupie, but like somebody who's. No, gonna, no, like, yeah, like she's. She's, she's going to lock herself she down. Knows how, a yeah, gold, she uh, maybe knows a gold how digger. To maneuver. A, a gold digger, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, a gold yeah. digger and, and knows how to, you know, elevate the proper talents. She knows say. how to play the game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and there was no okay, pun intended because so, uh, they never. <laughs> Yeah, nothing ever. So, happened, uh, no. not much to say about the match, but there was an awesome crucifix bomb. Although, speaking of gold diggers, <laughs> it's <laughs> time to play the game. Oh my god, let's not. Oh, <laughs> I was. Uh, I don't know if it's the right time to say the story, but uh, there was a picture of everybody that was wrestling yeah. at a certain point. You know, because it was. Uh, yeah, it was the Road Warriors, and and um, is is this on the card here? I think it is. Uh huh. About anyway, so yeah. I was like, I was telling my wife, I was like, look, 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 dead, dead, richest guy here, dead. <laughs> oh, that's Shit, the richest guy here part is funny. The other ones are just yeah. So uh, yeah, uh, Matt Hardy uh, <laughs> does Matt Hardy awesome not dead or the richest guy bomb. there. Yeah, not dead or the richest guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with a massive crucifix bomb on Gilberg and uh, moonsault by Matt, who refuses to cover Gil for <laughs> fucking, some odd reason. Fucking, they said Matt Hardy, you got two minutes. Or not even. You got like a minute and thirty seconds. Fucking squashed Gil for that, and then that's Don't gonna happen. Him. Yeah, exactly. And Matt Hardy was like, "Okay, I'm gonna do the best shit I can," and I yeah. thought that was great. Yeah. So we get a blue mini run in, of course, with a nice enough looking uh, DDT that knocks out Matt, and we get a one, two, three pin for Gil that remains the champion. Oh, I'm sorry. The whole match was a minute and two seconds altogether. Yeah, that's about the three moves that it took, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we get welcome the back to the game center with the bop it. Oh, dude. What yeah. can you say about these things, man? They fucking suck. They, I mean, I, I don't know. But just you wait until we get to rock bottom. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so we're yeah. going to spend a good 15 minutes on there. Um, before he ever started, we do get a segment with the rock being interviewed by Michael Cole in the luxury box, probably provided by the corporation. Yeah. Um, and you see Mick Foley creeping around in the back. <laughs> Mick Foley, he's yeah, he's playing like um, uh, Bugs Bunny. He's playing Bugs yeah. Bunny, and he's creeping back like I'm hunting, walking, you know, rocking my avia. And yeah. he's just he's just like hiding behind the curtain. But yeah, it's great. And he sneaks up behind the rock and ah, da, da, da. Ah, da, da, da. Well, 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 the rock. He's sneaking up behind the rock, and the rock is just like. At first, Mankind's like, yeah, fuck, I'm going to leave. And the Rock says, like, I'm going to beat Mankind tonight because he, he, he's a loser. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> you hear Mankind just yell something like, no, I'm not. <laughs> and he goes after the and Rock. How about, how about this corporate foot? How about this corporate elbow? But the oh, elbow he beats, like the, yeah, beats the crap out of <laughs> and, him. And, <laughs> but you see the part where he goes, look at that guy. I know some basketball player. Yeah. Look at that white guy over there. He's probably corporate, too. <laughs> 
slabs him up against the table. Here's a corporate table. He's great. And then he, uh, uh, what else did he do? You, you know, oh, what's that overhead projector? Yeah, yeah, he go, yeah. It's like a school. Like they would have overhead projectors. I remember writing that down. And he's like, "And take this corporate whatever it is," and just kind of. <laughs> yeah. And I feel bad, like you know, whatever they have the money for it. So like, but it's just like they they probably went in there and actually like, what that what happened in here? I need to use that projector for a presentation today. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he beats down the rock and he sends him into a corner and then he grabs a, one of those house plants. So what was it called? A rhododendron? Oh, rodent- I don't know, but I believe this is the grandfather of Mitch, the potted plant. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, it could be. <laughs> so he, he, and you hear someone in the background, too, saying what the plant name is. Yeah. It's, it's a rhododendron or whatever it is. Uh, hilarious stuff. And we go to commercial. Uh, you can't. Uh, I mean, how many times have we seen a mankind spot? That mankind was great, you yeah. know. And mankind's fucking uh, funny as hell too. Yeah, back from the break, we get the rock. He's been he's getting looked at by a couple doctors, and um, it turns out that he has a couple broken ribs. It's something in there because the the doctor or whoever keeps poking his ribs, it's like, ah, uh, sorry, you can't do it, can't do a rock. Sorry, it's not gonna happen. You can't can't compete tonight. So yeah, and uh, meanwhile. Uh, in the depths of the arena, we get Mick watching from some weird media room. It's just like a closet with two TVs in it. Yeah, it, it, I found that strange. Yeah, um, yeah. There's a there's a bunch of strange moments like that throughout the like both Heat and Rock Bottom. Yeah, like a so bunch we of weird a, you know, like miscues. But mm-hmm. yeah. Um. So it, it it's really I don't know if they go back to break or what happens. Well, he comes out to the ring, but mankind. Yeah, like his music hits, but he's like. While Mick is down there and he's staring at the TV screens, he responds to the screen and goes, we'll see about that and starts creeping around the, you know, the the tunnels. Yeah. Yeah. Then he ends up in one room and hides behind like a, a cabinet. <laughs> just, I, I don't, I don't know. Dude. I don't know what that was. Yeah. I, and you just, but then he comes out to the ring, like, like right from that. His music hits and he's and like, then oh. he comes out I'm, and I'm like, wait, what? What's going he's on? probably like, what? Why do you guys keep telling me to go? Just let me do my thing. <laughs> yeah. This is pro- I'm guessing this is Vince just being, you know, uh, overbearing with the script. Oh, you got to go over here and you got to you got to be right there. and You're going to hide right there because you're you're hiding from us. Mm. You know, like oh, whatever. But it was yeah. hilarious. And I loved it. But it was hilarious because I'm like, what the hell are you doing? You know what I mean? It wasn't mm-hmm. like some of his other segments, like the segment before this, when he beat up the rock. It was actually entertaining, and yeah, it, I, I had no yeah. question. Like I knew what he was doing, I knew what he was going for, I knew exactly what was going on. Here, I was like, "What?" Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I think they were trying to be like, make it look like you're making your way through the ring, and you probably got lost. And he was like, "Uh, let me hide behind this cabinet and make it look like I yeah. went through a different hallway." Yeah. <laughs> and, then, yeah, yeah. and then cut, cut. Come on, you guys just said cut. Well, one person that does decide to hide and run away is one Shane McMahon who leaves the announce table because he's freaked out that Mick is making his way to the ring. Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously, because of what happened weeks prior and, you know, his transgressions against Mick. Uh, Mick gets on the mic and, of course, he pulls a little um, promo on Vinci, baby, where he talks about how you taught me how to read the fine print, dad. And yeah. the flying prince says, if the rock can't compete for the title, then it's all mine. That's such mine, bullshit. All 
my. That's such bullshit. That's like the only time that's like that's like the title will be like relinquished. I mean, I guess if there was a scheduled match, it would happen. Yeah, but that wouldn't be you know if it, it's never in the contract if somebody gets hurt beforehand. Yeah, then they relinquish the title. Yeah, to yeah, the yeah, challenger? yeah, 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 yeah. What? No. Yeah. And then we get the whole you know verbiage of what a win is later on during the pay per view. But um, if Vince wants this clause to be removed from the contract, he'll have a small conversation with Mick. You know what I want, talk Dad. It over. Yeah. All they got to do is talk it over, and Mick will make sure he makes things right. Yeah. And we get backstage look at Rock, who is still pissed off that his ribs are broken. Yeah. In fact, they're arguing with uh, Patterson and Briscoe. And yeah. Yeah. Okay, next match we get a Brian Christopher from Too Much going up against a Kevin Quinn. Did I write that down right? You did. Kevin Quinn. Kevin Quinn match uh, got more time than the Matt Hardy match in the opening of the yeah. show, and uh, more offense. Yeah. Than, yeah. than the champion Gilberg. Yeah. Um. So Scotty Taylor is joining the announced team, uh, with full crutches. He was in full crutches, right? Yeah, he was, and. Uh, yeah, we, we were, I was wrong about last week when I said this might be the end of too much. No, this we're gonna get. But, the, but you could see them trying things here and there, like mm-hmm. Brian Christopher bust out in a dance in, in like one part of the match. Oh, and he and they popped. Yeah, and it's exactly. like, oops. Yeah, it's like his exact dance that he does as um as, Bri- as as Brian Christopher. Yeah. Yeah, that the dance is the Roger Rabbit. Yes, the Roger Rabbit. Yes, it's called. Yeah, you know what was the douchebag moment of the night though. On heat, anyway. What? It's uh, Shane McMahon trying to talk uh, street or hip with uh, with Scotty, and he goes, "Hey, man, what's the deal, EO?" Yeah, yeah. Shane, Shane's bad. Shane, that Shane's was cringe. Shane was the rich kid trying to act like cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and the entire time, they're just trying to insinuate like that Scott Taylor and Brian Christopher are just more than friends. Yeah. It's like. Whatever, like, leave it alone. God, like, yeah, and they're, and they're, and yeah, like you know, they're trying to make it a na- a heel thing. Like, oh, yeah. this is nasty. You guys, are nasty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. And I'm just like, oh my god. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, 98 sensibilities. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel you. Okay, so the match is pretty nothing. I didn't see much going on here. Um, I did see a nice little botch on that bomb that, reversal. That, sun, that sunset flip power bomb on the outside. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Um, and the, the reversal into the pin, that was another botchy one too. Yeah. Brian Christopher goes for a power bomb and then Quinn just like flies backwards and falls on the ground, falls flat and just, and grabs Christopher's legs and then he rolls him up and wins. So the, the, the jobber indie guy who I guarantee I will not see again on WWE TV, uh, got the win, but decent match. I will say that. Yeah. He got his offense in. Yeah. Uh, and you probably did see this guy later on as maybe a security guard or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways. Okay, then we get a, a a view of DX. They have arrived in the building, but so has corporate Shawn Michaels. Can you guess what today's rewind is? I mean, I have it written down right here, but uh, okay. it, was, it wasn't something from five minutes ago, so that was awesome. Yeah, exactly. So Billy Gunn takes a chair uh, to Shamrock. During their I interview do, on Monday night. I do remember this. So they came down on Monday night and they were dressed in suits, kind of swerving the corporation. Which has been teased for the past couple of weeks. Exactly. So, I mean, I enjoyed it. Yeah. 
Okay, so yeah, this is the match I was talking about. It was Triple H versus Draws, and Trips was accompanied by uh, Sean Waltman, your X-Pac, and that's who I was like, look, flat broke, dead, dead. He's he's a right he's a writer now, I think, like for a who, TV uh, show. Sean X-Pac, yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah. Well, uh, doesn't um, not for WWE, Sean... but for like uh, some TV show. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's like a creative writer now. So oh, good for him. Nice, good for him. He's, I think good he's job, turned he's job. he's turned his life around a little bit. And he has a dog or he had a dog. Uh yeah. Anyways. Probably named it. No, never mind. Um <laughs> so we have uh Kevin Kelly's trying to explain to the customers and to the viewers out there how to order the pay-per-view. But for some reason the owner's son keeps interrupting him and we don't ever get a clear idea on how to order the pay-per-view in nineteen ninety eight. Did you notice that? Because Shane's horrible on commentary. <laughs> Shane's just like, oh, for sure. How do I call the cable? Oh, so, oh, well, this is what you do. If you don't have a system, you have to call them. Oh, but the cable number has to be complicated. Right, Kelly? Kevin Kelly is like, well, you have to grab your former bill. Like Kevin Kelly was trying to explain, grab your bill. Your number should be on the top of the bill. Now you call that number. You're going to be given a few options. What do you call? And Shane is just horrible. Yeah. So uh, this match is pretty back and forth. Draws does start early on trips, uh, but Triple H quickly changes the momentum with some devastating chops in the corner. Did you see those? Those are yeah. nice. Uh, they didn't uh, seem to me- meld well together. They did not work well together. Draws they, they and Triple H. That's because they're two big powerhouses, you know what I mean? Two yeah. big strong dudes just going at it. Nobody wants to sell. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, I-, I punch you, you punch me, I punch you, you punch me. I whip you in a corner. I give you a big boot. I whip you to the ropes. I give you the boots, the counter, pedigree, one, two, three, game over. Easy yeah. win. Yeah. Animal, for some reason, is disgusted and mad. And he's walking up the ramp, draws, chases after him. He's like, hey, man, what's going on? Why are you so mad? Oh, because tri- uh, Triple H got the, the victory, right? Yeah. 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 With, the, with the pedigree. Yes, sir. Yeah. Then we get uh, a, a very... 2020 move where we get the exchange of of wrestlers coming out and then another person coming in you know that That happened all uh, night yeah transition yeah Yeah, so we get hbk coming in and he's announcing that dx will be barred from ringside in the tag match against uh the corporation today it's the outlaws of course going up against the big boss man and ken shamrock so DX will be barred, and on top of that, the Outlaws would have a warm-up match tonight on Heat. Well, you know, Triple R or HBK is such a. He said, "I'm such a nice guy. I'm gonna give the Outlaws something. I'm gonna give you a warm-up match." So, uh, yeah, I don't know how to feel about HBK in the '90s. Yeah, I don't, is it because I don't really know how to so feel back about, and forth. I don't. You know, like I've never been a huge. I've never like disliked the guy, but like I've never been like, "Oh, HBK, he's just." He's so great, you know. Even as even as a face, right? Yeah, even as a face, yeah, yeah. I never, I never, never got it. Yeah, like they try to make us care when he pulled out his manager. Remember? Yeah, that old guy. But like, he, come on, you guys. Maybe a little bit later, but even when he got older, I was like, I don't care about you, HBK. Like, yeah, I think that was a whole, point when I kind of fell out of wrestling for a minute too. Uh huh. Even so. the whole "I love you, Rick. I'm sorry." Even that didn't come over as you no. know. I never really it's cared. like you know what maybe because we've always been kind of privy to his backstage antics that yeah. we never really I mean I always liked that. Triple H more than I liked HBK like that's just my opinion like I've always preferred and maybe it's because I'm more of character based like uh-huh. that's why I like re- one of the main reasons why I like wrestling 
Um, I want to like know the character behind it and I want to, but it, cause HBK was just like a douchebag the entire yeah, time. Yeah. That was his character. Yeah. No, I like triple H a lot up until the WCW burial, especially the Booker T burial. And maybe I, because, Oh yeah. 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 That, that really left the sour taste in my mouth. And maybe because I witnessed the whole Marty Jannetty, Shawn Michaels break of live. Yeah. Like, or not live, but on TV. I was but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You saw him throw him through. That's like a shocking football. moment. I was like, Oh, <gasps> Like I, that's no. I think one of my earliest memories. First Andre, now this. I know. <laughs> so uh, Vince takes questions from uh, his son and Kevin Kelly, and it, I don't. Do you know what was said here? Uh, all I have is that he says something about Mick being dumb like Canadians. And uh, he's we'll going to negotiate. I just an agreement or something. I just wrote down he's going to negotiate with mankind. Okay. So I, I just remember Shane being like, "Hey, Dad, what's going on, Dad?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because we had to raise the buy rates of this pay-per-view. Of who are we going to trot out? Well, Jeff Jarrett and Deborah, of course. They're hyping up we, the striptease match. Yes, sir. So we get a recap of the whole Goldust interaction, uh, interruption interaction. And they really just, you know, brought us up to date what was happening there. Didn't really do anything. And Jeff Jarrett, he goes, tonight, Goldust is going to get butt-ass naked. Yeah. I was like, oh, why, why are you fighting for this, Jared? You know, I would have been like, you know what, Deborah, I like you and all, but um, I would rather see you naked in front of everybody than um, Goldust naked. Yeah. Sorry. So. <sighs> Boy, well, thank God that we go to break and we come back with a Taker Austin hype. Um, so we get a recap of everything that's gone down between um, those two and Kane. He's sprinkled into there for some odd reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also get Michael Cole describing the set. We have a tombstone that's 3,000 pounds. Okay, hold on. <laughs> no, the tombstone is not 3,000 pounds. Do you want to know some things that weigh 3,000 pounds? Go for it. A large, a large vent. No, a large vending machine is six hundred pounds. Let's just think about that. So six, twelve, eight, eighteen, twenty-four. That's five large vending machines. Uh, A a dumpster, a large dumpster, is five hundred pounds. That's six of those. Mm -hmm. That thing was not three thousand or three thousand fucking pounds. No, but you know what was two tons? What? The the cold and wet dirt. Yeah. Which we'll get there. <laughs> and it's, and uh, 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 Mr. Cole, I would like to add that it's the dirt is also dirty. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I fuck. Uh, yeah. I don't like Michael Cole in the 90s. Michael <laughs> Cole in the 90s is so, he's the biggest dork ever. Yeah. Uh, like, oh, yeah. He's just all night. Well, yeah, but I, I just want to see some wrestling, King. Go this on. has a lot to do with why he was demoted, right? I don't know. He just because sucks. remember, at, at first it was Michael Cole that came that uh, did maybe. Oh, no, no. Oh, he's it doing the pay per view. Jim Cornette and what's yeah and Shane, yeah, true. yeah. He's doing the pay per view. So oh yeah, but there's a circumstance why he's doing the pay per view. Yeah. Um. Okay. So yeah, it felt like he got a promotion and he was doing uh, announcing with Jim Cornette for a, for a bit. Yeah. And then Kevin Kelly quietly steps in, and all of a sudden. Michael Cole is doing backstage segments. Again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. And uh, would you consider this our main event? A main um, event of Heat before Rock the Bottom. Main event. Yeah. So we get the Outlaws going up against none other than the Acolytes. What's they had this like really cool like horror movie theme song? 
Mm-hmm. It was like, dun, dun, dun. it was basically like the, like the jaws. It was like, no, it was like Michael Myers kind of, you know, yeah, Michael yeah, Myers. Yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah. So uh, we get a lot of like ruckus and back and forth and there's never any real match that begins up until no. about three minutes left on the rock bottom timer. Yeah. Did you notice that they were flashing the timer every once in a while? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So about well, this match got two was... minutes. So Okay. So I would say it got two minutes. No. It... Oh, yeah, that's right, because there's some taker stuff after this. Well, yeah, when they flashed the timer for three minutes, that's when they started to get a little bit of order. The separated people, and maybe we got 30 seconds of one-on-one, and then it was all off, uh, all out. Yeah, uh, like and Boss Man Shamrock come down to beat up the outlaws, the acolytes, and then Bo- then Triple H comes down with X-Pac, then DX leaves, and then the corporation's battling the acolytes. L- lights go out, Undertaker, uh, he just addresses the crowd. Well, his music hits, and then we get a lame promo over the mic. Yeah, dude, this and then this is Undertaker. A, he a was single lightning bolt. Undertaker was like this. Okay, Austin, tonight you will follow the reckoning of the last night of betrayal. You know, like he was reading script yeah. for script, like word for word yeah. on the script. Yes, yeah. and I've been battling people on Facebook maybe for the last couple weeks. Undertaker is not a prize promo maker. I'm no. sorry, you guys. I'm sorry. No, he's not. He's not at that's all. Why he, that's why he's always had mouthpieces. Always. Yeah. Except for American he, well, he's, he's, he's better. He's better than a lot. I'll say that. But he's not like. Um, he, 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 yeah, he's better than Jeff Hardy, but he's no, you know. Uh, <laughs> it's true. He is better than Jeff Hardy. And, even Sting uh, kind of gets him on the microphone. And microphone and Sting is not. Because you can tell. You can tell when. Uh, no, because Sting just wants to mark out with everybody. Um, <laughs> Undertaker has these nervous ticks. He does. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can tell, but when he does this, I think that's when he's nervous. He because he he always does that, you know. And especially in like weird moments too, he'll he'll do it a lot, like three or four times in a segment where he just like yeah. grabs his nose. I'm like, what are you doing? No, and he does this thing where he goes, "Your ministry, I mean my ministry. Your, ma- I mean my ministry. Shut up, I didn't mess up." Yeah, and uh, let's not forget that right now his ministry is consistent of two people: Undertaker and, and Paul Bear. <laughs> Paul Bear. Hey, you know what? That, I, I don't know how many people it takes to make a ministry. I know four makes an orgy, but I don't <laughs> know how many people it takes to make a ministry. So, yeah. So we get a single lightning bolt, which reminds me of one of my favorite Simpsons uh, jokes when Lisa is doing the spelling bee, and Otto goes, "Hey, Lisa, how do you spell ACDC?" She goes, easy, ACDC. He goes, nuh-uh, you forgot the lightning bolt. Uh, well, his name is Otto, and he loves to blotto. <laughs> All right, well, that's, the show, ladies and that, that's Sunday Night Heat, and we we go into Rock Bottom, as we said, 1998, Vancouver. Uh, it was, And we still don't know how to buy the pay-per-view, by the way. No, the General Motors place in Vancouver, British Columbia, uh, we kick it off. Let me scroll down to my actual notes of the show to do, do, do. Oh, kicks off with the rock welcoming rock bottom from planet Hollywood. This is probably recorded like three days beforehand. Yeah. Uh, um, have you ever been to, did you go to planet Hollywood ever? I, I went to the planet Hollywood that was here in okay. San Francisco next I, to guitar center. Yes, I did too. Uh, guitar center. Yep. Where, where was on, guitar center on Van Ness? Oh, I did not go to that one. I went to the one on Powell street, like near Powell. Next to yeah. FAO Schwartz. 
Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when I was a kid, I was like the place I wanted to go for my birthdays. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're not familiar with Planet Hollywood, it was a themed restaurant which just had a bunch of crap for movies on the walls. Like that's it. Yeah. No, they're, and they were um, like it had like Sylvester Stallone's jacket from Over the Top. Yeah. Wait, mine had Sylvester Stallone's jacket from Over the Top. What uh, the hell? Uh, are you uh, telling me they've used multiple props for one movie? Well, you know, you never know. Might be why they went yeah. out of business. So yeah, the owners were Sylvester Stallone, Arnold. The other two were Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger and and uh, I don't know. I feel like it was a female. The, the the ultimate white blues singer, Mister Bruce Willis. Oh, that makes complete sense. Well, you know what, Planet Hollywood, they got the rock here in Vancouver, British Columbia. He says, being the corporate champ means this will be the one of many pay-per-views featuring the great one. For example, it, all the in-your-houses will now be entitled In the Rock's House, which <laughs> I really wish NXT would have done that. Uh, future titles that will come will be Rock Solid, Rock and Roll, which I know Vince came up with that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and one of the Rock's personal favorites, Laying the Smackdown. And he uh, looks at the camera. He goes, you keep your eye out for that one which I think was their first mention of SmackDown. Uh, the show officially kicks off with the uh, Austin Undertaker video package hyping up the Buried Alive match. That's when Michael Cole and the King on commentary hyping up the match, describing the pit six feet deep with 300-pound uh, gravestone. Like I said, that's bullshit. And it wasn't even six feet deep because when we got in the match, like Taker and Austin were standing in it, and I'm like, dude, that is like three and a half at max. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have Val Venus and the Godfather versus D'Lo Brown and Mark Henry, uh, which I do. I've always agreed that Val Venus and the Godfather should be a tag team. It just makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm they're both the Godfather and his penis. Yeah. Like they're both assholes that exploit women, at least their mm-hmm. characters. I mean, I, I, yeah. know, I know Val's kind of a dick outside. Now, anyways. Yeah. And uh, you know that one pun that they, that Val Venus did at first? It was really, really lame. Did you get that? No, I don't think I did. I, I, I tend to um, ignore him sometimes. The, I'm the butter and pancakes. Oh, um, because he always, um, what do you say? He always like creams in the middle. Or no, he's like that. the butter and pancakes. <laughs> People melt at the hot spots. Yeah, I, I always melt in the hot spots. That's what it was. That's disgusting, Val. Uh, people, people melt at the hot spots. Uh, Godfather, he he gives his ladies the night off, but he also instructs them, "Hey, you have to have sex with my friend Val because I'm giving him to you." Mm-hmm. What I would love to see if they were just so like they, wait wait they had the night off but now they have to work for free oh god that's cold <laughs> I know that's messed up uh, D'Lo Brown and Mark Henry come out with Terry and Jacqueline which just what? might be the second time I know Monday Night Raw is when they officially uh, they they're not called PMS yet but yeah but they're a crew now, they yeah. will yeah uh, Venus and D'Lo Brown start the match they go back and forth uh, Cole finally starts questioning D'Lo's chest protector. Uh, Henry hits a power slam to Godfather. Uh, D'Lo holds Val Venus. It's hard to say Venus because I just want to say penis. D'Lo mm-hmm. holds uh, Venus's tights for a splash. Low down to Venus. Godfather breaks up the count. Why did I write so many notes for this match? Uh, outside, Terry and Jacqueline begin arguing with the Godfather's ladies. Uh, Jacqueline gets in the ring uh, and hits Val. Low blows him. Uh, Henry capitalizes, knocking him down with a huge splash. Uh, gets the pin and the win. Uh, five out of no. Jack Jackie gets the right hand in his face too. Really? I I yeah, must have missed she that. Punch, she decks him. Uh, this is a decent opener, um, especially. Uh, I mean, it was decent. 
That was decent. They had some good back and forth. Uh, D'Lo looked better than most times I've seen D'Lo in the ring. So there's yeah, that. He was, really, he was really playing up the heel part, too. When they started really, really getting in on his case, he tagged out, and that was a you know, classic old-school move. Yeah. Uh, Doc Hendricks is backstage with Triple H in China. Um, Triple H, uh, he makes some joke about insure, you know, Vince. So that's what he drinks to get his vitamins, right? Duh. Uh, but he's confident in the outlaws tonight. They don't need to be. But you know why they're there though to do that interview, right? Why? Because they're promoting the superstar line. Oh, that's Call right. Call one nine hundred. Oh, dude, how many times on Rock Bottom did you see? Do not call this number. It is no longer inactive. Every every time. Yeah. It was like four. Well, of course, the numbers aren't active, but it was like four or five segments that had mm-hmm. that up there. Yeah. Uh, then we have the Headbangers versus the Oddities. So ICP, they're gone. They're gone from WWE, mm-hmm. and you could tell because they were just like, oh, the Headbangers, they kicked the Oddities to the curb. Well, they also kicked ICP to the curb. Let's move on. Yeah, and it seems like this is the original, this is the source of the music that they had, no? Because they were actually talking over the, the, uh, uh, over the music. I, I, you I, notice that? The announcers were talking over the music. I don't know. Was that placed in there? I don't know. I don't know. I, I know it's their horrible fucking yeah, network Yeah, because in past weeks... We anytime their theme came on, everything went silent. And you was, you would everything. hear the fake crowd behind it, but yeah, fake crowd. But there was no announcers, nothing. It was just silence until the actual in ring time. Yeah. This time we had announcers speaking on top of the music, mm-hmm. so it may. It, I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm just guessing. It may have been the first time they introduced this shit music for the oddities. Or you know, it could have also just been, you know, maybe they overdubbed. Just, recorded the the audio you know it, it's hard because yeah i guess you want to get technical about it. we probably could but yeah yeah uh, there might have been something with the mixing of this where they you know shut down that they owned the, uh, the original audio and yeah. they had um the original mix to it and they just you know cut out a channel done um so this was originally i think it was originally supposed to be an eight person tag match with the oddities versus the headbangers and icp correct i, I was yeah yeah i was yeah, yeah. what happened because luna was supposed to wrestle yeah exactly uh yeah because that's why they were building her up for the last few weeks uh mm-hmm. against uh what was his name bob no not bobo babu right babu babu yeah uh, Mosh and Kurgan begin the match. Michael Cole is calling everything. Kurgan does a sidewalk slam. I don't know if you caught that. He hit a side slam. He hit a, a front falling every time. Sidewalk slam. Sidewalk slam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Golga tags in uh, because, you know, he's a fan of Cartman. Mm. Uh, hits a big body splash on both members of the Headbangers. After what it felt like about 10 brain draining minutes of this match which probably was only like 10 seconds uh mosh gets the blind tag jumps in and golga uh golga just like kind of jumps into him and pins him yeah that was that was weird and lame and mm-hmm. it was a horrible match it was a horrible match. it was, it was bad at the last minute yeah no it wasn't yeah. even thrown together the last minute these guys tried to call in the ring and it was bad mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. like they literally had one minute to go out there I, it it was one of the worst matches i've seen in this run of retro reviews. Yeah. Uh, so. And we've seen some pretty crappy uh, matches from heat. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is on a pay-per-view. Kevin Kelly, he's hyping up the, the, the hotline with Dr. Backstage. Tom Pritchard. Um, then we have a quick segment with Vince and the Stooges. They're just kind of rambling on about what, well, Vince, what are you going to do? Mr. McMahon, you know, 
all that good stuff. You want me to go get you a hot dog? No, no, don't. You don't need to do it, Mr. McMahon. We'll go and talk to mankind for you. Uh, Owen Hart uh, versus Steve Blackman, though, is next. And Owen is the most over person this entire night. Yeah, 100%. Uh, uh, the two begin to brawl as soon as they get into the ring with one another. Owen stomping away on Blackman. Owen tries to leave the ring, but is stopped by Blackman when he pulls him into the ring. King can't get over the crowd cheering for Owen the entire match. We have a stretch. Like they don't, like they don't understand for some reason. Hey, like, what's going on? Uh, you guys know what's going on. A stretch muffler to Owen Hart. Uh, Blackman begins to take over, uh, you know, with so much energy because... Blackman just has so much personality and energy. Well, you know, of course. What can you get from a guy with uh, black sweats? Uh, the king uh, makes some dumb joke. He goes, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is actually pretty funny. It did make me laugh. He goes, you know what they say about a day without sunshine, right? It's night. Get it? <laughs> you see? <laughs> but it made me laugh. I was like, that is the cleanest. <laughs> like, I feel like that's the one uh, the king uses for like his grandkids, you know? Totally, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, massive baseball slide to Owen Hart. Uh, Owen begins to take over with an atomic drop. Snap suplex to an elbow drop to Blackman, followed by a kick out. Uh, Owen rips off the turn bu- the pad from the turnbuckle um, and only gets thrown into it himself. Black applies a sleeper on Owen, but reverses into a dragon sleeper uh, because that's the move the blue blazer does. Mm-hmm. Owen then goes for a missile drop kick, but Blackman evades, locks in the sharpshooter um, to be the most hated man in all of Canada for about five minutes. Like mm-hmm. when Blackman applied that sharpshooter to Owen Hart, every, I'm sure everybody in Canada was just like, that fucking Steve Blackman. What's he think? Uh, He's all a boot. Yeah. Hand people on their screens at home. Yeah. A boo, eh? Yeah. Boo. That's when uh, Owen Hart just said, Ah, fuck this, and he just walks away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, to be continued. And but you Blackman, know what? What? What's up? Uh, this match is a perfect example of why the uh, the audience is the fourth member in the ring. You know, yeah. it's the face, yeah. the heel, the ref, and the audience. They definitely added a lot to it. I didn't hate this match at all. Uh, but, no. But uh, I, Owen isn't doesn't have the most personality. I'll say that he has personality. Yeah. And then he, he was with Steve Blackman, who has zero personality. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, you can tell <laughs> Owen's heart hasn't been into it. I mean, ever since these heat uh, retro reviews, I've been saying it. It looks like he's he's homesick, or he misses uh, Brett not being around. Yeah, or he's like, why can't I get one of those big fat checks, Uncle Eric? Well, you well, I think he was locked down to the contract. He chose to stay in yeah. WWE, uh-huh. remember? Because I, I think that was the thing about his um, Dark Side of the Ring episode was he chose to stay in WWE because it was guaranteed and he wanted to support his kids. It was never about mm-hmm. like, oh, I want to be the best wrestler. I want to do... No, he just wanted to make enough money to support his family. and Yeah, to take care of them and have them live the life he didn't have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So these... Royal Rumble commercial. Oh, Finally, I, I I can't wait to call 1999's Royal Rumble match. That's gonna be fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, January 24th. Mark it on your calendars, ladies and gentlemen. Down January 24th. Um, but no, like I said, Blackman and Owen wrestling a match like it was 1960s. Um, oh, yeah. oh, that. Well, you have first off, we have uh, Mr. McMahon walking through the bowels of the arena looking for mankind. He's just like mm-hmm. Mick. Oh, Mick. 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 Where are you? 
And that's when he finds a, a little door. It says uh, mankind's office. And it's like under the, it's, it's like under some stairs or something. And it's like a crawl space, you know, mm-hmm. uh, where they keep her storage and mankind's just like sitting in there. She's like, come on in dad. We got some talking to do. So he goes <laughs> no, in there. His, who is it? <laughs> <laughs> he's like what do you mean who is it it's it's Vince oh come in I, ju- I just want to talk uh, we get a six man tag the job squad or as the king calls them I need a job squad uh, which clever um, bro they're on TV they have a job uh, versus, versus the brood uh, Bob Holly cut his hair fucking finely mm-hmm. um, to the traditional short hair that we know today Holly and Edge start this match Falcon oh, Arrow to- can I interrupt yeah we actually find out why Jr. is not around tonight. Oh, he was dealing with the loss of his mother. The loss of his mom, and he's also feeling under weather and not feeling very well. You know, stress can bring on sickness, so he was probably stressed with all the arrangements and all the sadness of the news, and he probably caught a flu. Or or whatever, you know, at the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, he, he, did, uh, he does suffer from Bell's palsy, so that yeah, exactly. could have been that, one that of the triggers. Yeah. Um, so this is one of those matches, uh, it's a tr- tr- traditional 1990s six man tag match in WWE where, uh, you have t- the team of one, three, and five versus the team of two, four, and six, one faces two, two tags out to four, one face, you know what I mean? Everyone gets their spots in, everyone gets their tag yeah. in. Um, I don't know what the fuck is the story in this match. Um, snow barely hits uh, Christian with head at one point. Christian goes for goes down because he barely makes contact with him at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get the unprettier to Scorpio, the pin in the win. Christian uh, gets the pin in this match. I can't knock on the athleticism, but I just don't understand why this match was so long, and mm-hmm. I don't understand why it was there. You know? I have an answer for you What's as up? to why this match sucked. We have the faces, the heels, the refs, and the audience. The audience was dead. Yeah. When Head did his usual spots, the audience went crickets. Yeah. Uh, this match got nine minutes and eight seconds. Yeah. You know? Oh, my God. That's an eternity. <laughs> that's that's an eternity in 1998. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, That it, with especially on Sunday nights where half of these matches were under five minutes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So... Um, let's see, like I said, Christian gets pinned the win and the match was too long. Uh, then we have <laughs> Mankind and Vince with their power meeting and they were just talking backstage and you go, all right, Vince, I'll talk to you later. And, uh, yeah, I didn't write much down for it. They were yeah, doing their meeting. Yeah. Finally. Oh, the striptease match. I will say this. I watched the show in two sittings. The first sitting I watched up to this point and I was very drained and I was very tired. <laughs> this, I know why. I can see why. I, I, I came back into it. I started to finish it today. I was very energized and I was actually way more into the second half of the show. Yeah. Uh, so we have Jeff Jarrett versus Goldust, the striptease match. And uh, if you want to make Goldust over, you know, the person in the 90s who they buried for, you know, being over-sexualized, the freaky one, even the Mm -hmm. gay one at times, you know what I mean? Yeah. Make a stipulation where when he wins, a woman has to get naked. Everybody in the crowd will be Mm -hmm. behind Goldust. And that's exactly what happened here. Oh, we got taken off chance when Deborah stepped into the ring. Dude. Okay. So, okay. 
At one point, Jeff Jarrett is grounded, uh, sitting up Goldust, just kind of like rams into his face with his dick, too, mm-hmm. which was really weird. Uh, but that's not the point I wanted to mention. So Jeff Jarrett uh, it hits a crossbody cover, uh, goes for a cover, but Goldust reverses into a two count, and the entire crowd goes, aww. <laughs> <laughs> like at the exact same time it wasn't like what they yeah. kicked out no it was like oh. one two oh yeah it was, oh, we want to see deborah naked <laughs> we don't want to see called us naked yeah uh we have a long king's homophobia stands out here uh, yeah when well, he keeps asking cole who he's rooting for what, what, what the hell are you rooting for what are you rooting for <laughs> well, he goes well, I'm obviously rooting for Goldust. I, I want to see Deborah naked, of course. <laughs> God, King. But I have a match to call. Like, the entire time, King is just, like, he's supposedly Michael Cole's calling out for having a camera and, like, yeah. reels a film. And, yeah, like, he might as well have told him, come on, aren't you a man? You know what I hate? This shit reminds me of my dad so much. <laughs> oh, like no. my dad, after he divorced my mom, was uh, like the biggest. Like he tried to be like, <laughs> like I'm bringing the camera to the nudie show. <laughs> I'm like, and even I, I think he would tell me things like this as a, like I'm like eight. I'm like, yeah, you probably shouldn't do that. Like just mm-hmm. enjoy the moment. Like I'm 10 years old giving my dad advice at like a strip like, for strip clubs. You know what I mean? <laughs> like just enjoy the time, dad. Keep, like keep your hands to your side, dad. Yeah, you know, you take them to the back room, whatever. You know, there's gotta pay extra for that. But <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Um, so where was I? Okay. So long sleeper to gold to gold dust. Jeff Jarrett's arm is just fucking covered in paint at this point. Yeah. Um, Deborah gets in the ring. gets the guitar, prepares to smack gold dust with it, but it's caught by the ref. Gold dust goes for a reverse DDT uh, to Jeff Jarrett, knocking him down for a three count. But the ref is distracted by Deborah. Gold dust sets up Jeff Jarrett for the shattered dreams, but Deborah gets in the ring, distracting the ref for a second time. This time, however, Goldust hits the Shadow Dream behind the ref's back. Don't you think that the ref would just be like, no, I'm just going to count three over here, and then I'll get to see you naked instead of you cheesing me for a private. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, private. but this is this is the world of wrestling. Yeah. Where, where the, the, refs, the refs are like, in a sense, like actual dogs, where they only mm-hmm. pay attention to what's in front of them, and yeah. their memory only goes back seven seconds. Squirrel. Exactly. He's like, Deborah, you better go. Uh, you better put that guitar down. I, I'm warning you. And Deborah's just sitting there and she's like, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> Literally. Um, it, which I think this should have been the end of the match. Um, yeah. With the skull crush. Well, not the skull crush, but the shattered dreams to, the, to mm-hmm. behind the ref's back. It would have yeah. been great because like he, Goldust cheated the win, but... Like, you know what I mean? Like it was, he was a face. So whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, uh, Jeff Jarrett just falls outside after he gets the shattered dreams and the ref is distracted again. And Deborah smacks gold dust in the head with the guitar. We get the skull crushing finale to gold dust by Jeff Jarrett. I did. I really like this match. I'll be honest. It's slap nuts for the win. Cause but, you know what? Uh, Jeff Jarrett doesn't lose any face in this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Yeah. Although I think, like I said, I think the match should have ended after the Shattered Dreams. Yeah, even then he wouldn't have lost any because he cheated. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't a very technical match, but I had so much fun in it. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff Jarrett got the pin in the win, so technically Goldust does have to strip. And this is the part I don't get: the heel commissioner comes out, who, like I said, his character is just being a douchebag, Mister mm-hmm. Heartbreak Kid himself, HBK Shawn Michaels. He comes out and he says, 
technically, in the rulebook, uh, it says if you use a foreign object, it results in a DQ. So, Goldust, hey, you're the winner. And Deborah, get naked. And yeah. Deborah, well, you know, he is he is the villain, you know. So the villain would do a Muslim... <laughs> force a woman to get naked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that makes complete sense actually. Once you put it like that, like I was yeah. kind of thinking, like he's there for like he he literally like he just changed. He wasn't punishing the heel. He changed. He yeah, punishing a woman. He changed everything up just so the woman had to strip. Yeah, which yeah, yeah. is total heel heat. Yeah, yeah. But he got face heat with the with the crowd. That's. It's so confusing. I feel yeah. so confused here. Uh, let's see. Like I said, he HBK reversed the decision. Deborah strips down to her link. Oh, wait, at first she was like, "No, no, no! I don't want to get naked." But okay. I have to. I okay. Guess on second thought. Yeah, she begins to like, <laughs> quote, like enjoy it because yeah. you know Stockholm syndrome, and um, that's when the blue blazer runs down and covers her up. This begins the uh, the the team of Jeff Jarrett and the blue blazer. Because things are just too damn nasty on WWF. Mm-hmm. And, okay. oh boy. And what you went through with this match, I went through with this next match. I mm-hmm. I stopped here. I, I was dreading coming back. You're skipping an entire... Again. You're skipping a segment, dude. Am I? Yes. Oh, yeah, you're right. We get a commercial for the right. WWF right. Attitude Cologne. And this is by the oh, same nerds. The same nerds who are in the Bop It ads who are portrayed like big children. You know what I mean? Yeah. These guys must be hired. Like, they must work for WWE. What was the name? Like, Robbie and something else? Yeah, Robbie E. Lee and uh, Patrick Stewart. There was know. two Robbies because there was like a Grandmaster Robbie, too. And he was the yeah, guy. Dude, he, was he was the one was who had granola hard. bars. Yeah, okay. and, they, and they had like teenager names. You know what I mean? Yeah. So these guys are like supposedly, well, because they're marketing their fucking, who's going to buy WWF Cologne? Like I know somebody probably did, but oh, yeah. I, I'll be honest. I had I had Michael Jordan cologne. I did get the Michael Jordan cologne, yeah, um, and I then the and bottle. then I I poured the whole bottle on my body, and that's when I learned <laughs> never to do that. not the actual whole bottle, but I was there like, tss, 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 tss. yeah. I no smell wonder, like Michael Jordan. That's the smell I used to run into when I came into the Diamond Street Diamond. Uh, yeah, exactly. Studios. I saved I saved <laughs> it for twenty years. Uh, but yeah, so this commercial is all like them playing jazz because you know, <laughs> and they're just it's making sure than Axe body. Spray. Oh my God. Like I, I want, I would want to buy Axe body spray at that point. I'm like, no, let me just, yeah, yeah. It, it probably smell cleaner too. <laughs> all right. So yeah. So the, new age the outlaws, frustra- the frustrations I had with this match is just beyond ridiculous. I just couldn't, I tried two times to watch and it was during this match and I was like, no, I just can't do it right now. No, it, it, it requires at two times speed, like I said. Yeah. Uh, so this, Even then, it was too slow. It takes a minute to get started because they don't know which corners to go to. They try to chase, like the boss man and Shamrock try to chase Billy Gunn and Road Dog, but Road Dog gets stuck in the ring, but they're not supposed to hit Road Dog yet. So he's just like, I don't know what to do. And I was like, okay. Uh, boss man tries to crotch uh, Gunn in the corner post, but the power of Billy Gunn's legs pulls. Uh, big boss man into the corner. Now uh, the heels are building the heat on road dog for what feels like five minutes. And everyone is just watching HBK on the outside. That's the thing is a lot of these things happening. Everyone's just paying attention to the people on the outside. And ex- what's, in, what's on the inside sucks. But that's the thing is that they, they shouldn't have HBK interacting with fans. From, distracting from the man. He's not just like 
like paying attention to the match. He's like, he's trying to be the fucking star of this match. And he's mm-hmm. just on the outside. He's arguing with fans. He's like, he get what he, he gave, um, who he gave like a road dog or Billy gun, like a kiss on the head. Like, a, like it was mm-hmm. just weird. You know what I mean? Like, dude, HBK, get the fuck out of here, dude. I don't care. I don't want to see you huh? being the fucking star of this tag team match, which you have no part of. Yeah. No, some would say that he was such a great performer, and the reason why he was so great is because he starves for attention. So he, he knows that, you know, being one of the best performers yeah. just brings you more eyes. And at this point, he doesn't have, you know, the physicality to get in the ring, so he has to draw attention other ways. And to give it to Vince. He, he was more than willing to give him all the attention he wanted. Uh, Road Dog gets the hot tag, but the ref doesn't see it, so he doesn't allow Billy Gunn to get in the ring. That's when Road Dog tosses Bossman to the outside. But instead of going for the tag, he just goes and starts battling Bossman in the heels corner on the outside. Like mm-hmm. he knocked Bossman on the outside. You tried to make a tag a second ago. Just go back and tag your partner, dude. I don't know. It was dumb. Uh, yeah. Road Dog finally gets the hot tag. Ref is pulled out of the ring by the commissioner, Shawn Michaels. That's when Bossman strikes both members of the Outlaws. With the nightstick, Shamrock goes for a pin, but Gunn kicks out a two. HBK uh, trips Gunn uh, when he's going for a suplex, but on Shamrock. But then Shamrock that, falls on him. But then he re- and that trip causes Gunn to reverse Shawn Michaels into a pin for Shamrock. Yeah, and, and he, he gets, kicks Shawn, he kicks Shawn Michaels in the process, and he gets the that pin in the win. What? Uh, so it was way <laughs> too long and there was way too much fuckery and HBK had no reason being there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like build yeah. heat with Shamrock. I know boss man, you're not going to do much with him because I mean, rest his soul, but like, God, he's just, he does not very, he does not have charisma at all. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and you know what? On top of all this, let's just oh, okay. He does not have charisma until he's driving away a hearse uh, tied to uh, uh, with a uh, big show's dead dad tied to the back. Oh my god! Oh my god! Which we might <laughs> if that's on no, that's on SmackDown. We might have to start reviewing SmackDown. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll start with uh, episode one. Um, yeah, but he, he, way to discredit your champions at that. You yeah. know what I mean? It, it makes them look like you know just happenstance. Yeah, and it, that's not that's not good. It was dumb. I, 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 I did not like it. We move on. I, I didn't like reviewing it. To tell you the truth. <laughs> uh, we move on to Mr. McMahon explaining what's, what's happening to the rock. And nobody knows still what's happening. I don't know. You don't know. Michael Cole doesn't even know. And he tells us that. Yeah. What's in the paper, Mick? What's in the paper? It's in the box. I've already used that clip. I'm not going to use it again. Uh, <laughs> Mankind. He comes out to the ring and I believe he has a new remix to his theme song because he has kind of a beat to it this time mm-hmm. before it was just kind of like ominous music playing in the background now there's a just beat to a, it yeah violin uh mr mcmahon grabs the mic goes mick he goes i know we have some business to take care of uh but the first thing i'd like to take care of is to tell you that you have a hole in your tights right there on your little knee sorry about that good mr he is just playing power play like making mick feel like a smaller person and i wonder like what this was like why did he point out the Mick whole... is infamously cheap. Oh, like okay. He cuts corners. It's a, it's all in his books. He owns it. Do you think uh, Mr. McMahon just was like, fuck it, I'm just going to teasing him about that. Come on, Mick, I told you to get some new tights. You bring <laughs> oh, these things? Come on, Vince, they work perfectly well. It's just a tiny rip. Uh, mankind is ready to let go of the claws. Uh, he says, if The Rock can't compete, 
then he'll have to relinquish the title because there's nothing more than I'd like to do than whoop the Rock's ass all over here in the arena. He goes, well, there's one other thing. Redemption. You see, Vince, uh, let's take a trip back to the Survivor Series where the Rock put me in a sharpshooter and lo and behold, I was robbed. He goes, to lose the match, I would either had to have been pinned or say I quit. Uh, This is more of that logic that HBK uses earlier. He goes, but you know damn well that I wasn't pinned, and you know Mankai would never say, I quit. Which I I fucking loved when he said that, because he Mm -hmm. doesn't. Uh, He goes, what I want for you is to admit to me and to Vancouver uh, that I never said the words, I quit from, that you never heard the words, I quit from my mouth. Well, I, you know, I I never said that I didn't hear you. Well, he goes, he, he says, well, I heard someone say I quit, and I heard it from your general direction. And the Rock heard you say I quit. So if the, if the oh, and then Mick interrupts him and goes, "No, no, no! I want you to say it from your knees." Yeah, he got really weird about it. You know what I mean? He was like, "I want you to get on your knees and say it." Ah! And uh, he goes, "Why?" He Vince says, "I heard the Rock say it, and that's good enough for me." And that's when the Rock attacks mankind from the behind. The match finally begins. Uh, they battle all around the ring. Mankind gets, uh, or sorry, McMahon gets the mic again. He goes, Mankind, you stop it. You Next time you do something like that, you'll be disqualified. That's right, no matter what. I was like, fucking finally. Like someone's just using their power. Because he looks at the ref, he goes, ref, DQ him. DQ him for any reason. And All down the middle. And, and the ref's just like, well, I can't DQ him. Like, honestly, Vince could have been like, now, this is a Mankind loses match. Mankind, you automatically lose. Bye. We're done. Which I thought for a second that's what they were going. And he already did that with the screw job. Yeah. So uh, he tries to get... But no, that never comes out of... And, like, nothing ever happens with it. Like, mm-hmm. no one gets DQ'd. You know what I mean? He just... He got on the mic and said that, and it was really weird. Uh, they go back to the outside. King keeps asking. And he goes, well, is Mankind... Is that what he's... Is that illegal? He used an open foot. Is that illegal? Mm-hmm. So... Mankind hits a baseball slide to the rock, knocking him to the outside onto the commentator's table. Mankind gets to the top. He gets on the top of the turnbuckle. That's when Shane uh, holds Mankind's legs, allowing Rock to knock him off the turnbuckle. Uh, And I do love Rock getting on commentary uh, while he's slamming on Mankind's head into (laughs) the table. He puts on the headset. The rock's here. And he's, oh, Mankind, sorry, it's going to smell so bad, guys, and slams his head into the table. And uh, the king goes, hey, let me get a high five. He goes, you're down. No, you, you can't get a high five. You might get the people's backhand. I thought it was great. Yeah. Uh, mankind uh, tries to use a chair, but is stopped by the rock. DT to Mankind onto the chair. People's elbow followed by a kick out. Mankind fights back and gives the rock a leg drop to the growing area. Vince demands the ref to call for the bell. Uh, mankind beats up the ref, gives him a pile driver. Vince tells the timekeeper to ring the bell. Mankind, oh, no, you don't. Mankind takes them out. Mankind <laughs> then focuses on Vince. Chair shot to the Mankind by the Rock. Rock bottom and Mankind. There's no ref to count. That's when Shane gets in the ring. And, uh, you know, he tries to strike Mankind with the title. Oops. Uh, but Mankind ducks, evades, and he strikes the Rock with the title. The Mankind covers, Mankind covers the Rock. And I'm just like... You're supposed to be a. I thought Shane was a ref. Like he couldn't. He just like be like I'm a ref now. You know what I mean? Remember they talked about a couple weeks ago that he got mm-hmm. uh, a promotion. That's true. Remember he was demoted to referee. Yeah, he's back to and, family and, member. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, that's when referee Tim White runs down to the ring. He gets the two count. DDT to Mankind. Double arm DDT to the Rock. Rock or Mankind pulls Sako out and applies the Mandible Claw. All of a sudden, the ref, uh, Tim White, calls for the bell and declares Mankind the winner. Like, there was no... He didn't check on the Rock. He just had the Mandible Claw in there for a second and... It was one of those he didn't respond old school, lift the arm three times. One. But he didn't even do that. He, he, I think he did it once. Like, I fucking hate the once thing. It. it needs to be three times because I, I like the one, two, and then, you know, and even uh, when three falls, like it never does. And it, when the hand falls the third time, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Um, but Mankind technically wins the match. Um, uh, 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 but you could only win the title. On pin or submission. This is such bull. This is, this is a bullshit. The Rock role. never submitted. This, this is such. This is such bullshit. So man, or McMahon gets on the mic. He goes. He goes. Okay, mankind, you won the match, but the only way to win, be the WWF champion, is to win by pinfall or submission. And the Rock wasn't pinned, nor did he submit. So still, you're WWF champion, The Rock. And uh, it's such bullshit. Like I know they're building a story. Yeah, because you, you know it, the title has exchanged before on a no answer to the ref. Yeah, which you know, yeah. I, I, oh, couple, TKO! It's it's a t- yeah. it's a TKO. You win, mm-hmm. you win title. Many people have won titles that way, mm-hmm. but they're trying to play the cor- corporate screw job. Yeah, and uh, you know, I will say this: we are about a month away, less than a month away, from when mankind wins the title on Raw. The infamous Tony Schiavone call. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When he tells everyone to switch over, or he doesn't tell them to switch over, but no, he was, ladies and gentlemen, can you believe Cactus Jack out of all people won the title? Yeah, what exactly. does the title mean to you when Cactus Jack wins it? And everybody, Ouch, dog. yeah, I know, mankind was dope. What are you talking about? Oh, um, Shivani, come on, I'm, I, I'm yeah. sure he feels sorry for it now. Uh, that's when Mankind applies the Mandible Claw to Mr. McMahon. Shane tries to attack Mankind multiple times with a chair, but receives a Mandible Claw. The two just come out. Mankind Mankind just kicks everyone's ass, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So, Mankind... Until, the, you know, the real wrestlers come in. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Boss Man and uh, Shamrock mm-hmm. come down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's when we get the Buried Alive match. Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Undertaker. And I fucking love this match. I will say that. It was. Mm, I loved it. I, I thought it was great. I right. well, until like the last like five minutes of like not like the, everything going wrong, and they're just like, okay, we got to go home. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um. I. I'm in. I'm in the camp where I hate these gimmicky matches where they all false count anywhere. Well, there's no. You have to be buried alive. Hardcore. But yeah. like hardcore matches. Yeah. Uh, buried alive matches. Yeah. Casket matches. You know these these super weird. We're going to fight outside all the time. I hate those matches. Well, it doesn't make sense how they they go to the mound of dirt and then they come back to the ring and then they yeah. go back to the mound of dirt. Then they go back to the ring. I'm like, yeah. And they only go back to the ring for like uh, two moves to do. Yeah. To do some couple spots. Yeah. And then they go back to the dirt. It, uh, it's I don't know. That's what I hated. But then the minute that the stunner was hit to the end of the show, I was I was yeah. in love with that. Uh, so, so the opposite effect that I had with you. <laughs> so it begins with them battling on the entrance way with a fierce exchange of strikes. Austin choking Undertaker with the TV wires. Uh, they battle around the dirt. They go down to the ring. Uh, Fez press to the Undertaker. They battle on the mound of dirt again. Uh, Austin uses the guardrail as a weapon, 
which uh, I really love because he tried to use it earlier and it didn't work for him. Um, they both fall into the six foot grave and they're st- and literally Austin is only like halfway and Austin's like six foot, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a really, really cool shot though, where Undertaker's trying to get out of the grave and un- Austin pulls him back down and Undertaker's just clawing his way, trying yeah. to get back. Um, the fight goes back to the ringside chair shot to Austin choke slam to, to Austin in the ring undertaker. Might I say that undertaker took care of his boy, uh, Steve Austin on that choke slam. Oh yeah. I didn't notice. He took great care of him, dude. It it looked good and it looked really safe. Yeah. Like he brought him down slow. He, you know, he didn't slam him down. Uh, yeah. Good job, Mark. Good job. Uh, Undertaker uh, drags Austin to the mound of dirt. They battle for a second. That's when um, uh, he, he's trying to get Austin in the like the he falls into the dirt pit, and somebody just fucking pelts or at least almost pelts Undertaker with, with a like full a full soda. And it was a sprite. And you, <laughs> Undertaker looks up. He's like, "You mother, this is how it's gonna be." Yeah. I think he said something like, "This is how it's gonna be." Yeah, uh, and it looked like he pointed to like. He's probably like. That's the person you have to get out of here. I mean, security, if you're gonna, if you're gonna do, I fucking I, I I don't know. I never ever throw anything. Did you ever throw anything? I caught Scott Hall with uh, some ice ones. I mean, sorry, Scott. I'm sorry. Yeah, hey, I was a kid. WCW was a kid. man. They they fucking people got pelted. Yeah. Um. So as Taker is piling the dirt onto Austin, the grave Austin sneaks out. Uh, Austin strikes Taker with uh, gas cans because apparently those need to be around for a grave match. I don't know. Uh, we have a stunner to Taker. Taker falls into the grave. Austin piles some dirt on him. Um, Austin then goes to the back and signals to raise the set. And that's when Undertaker gets out of the grave. And we have an explosion from inside the mound of dirt. And Kane, it's gotta be Kane, rises from the grave. Uh, which I was trying to figure out where the fuck he was. Like, was there like a secret compartment under underneath? You know the two tons, <laughs> the two tons of dirt. There was a three thousand pound gravestone there. Yeah, no, there was uh, probably like a case, you know, a big wooden box, yeah, complete with snacks and a monitor, so Kane can watch the show. Oh God, and, uh, he was there for two and a half man, hours. Yeah, probably because like, or when would when would he get a good chance? Maybe during one of those breaks. No, but they, then you would break kayfabe, and the people would see. Yeah, exactly. Well, I- you know, it's close enough to the entranceway where he could have gone in from the ramp. And it could have been like a little uh, tunnel. Yeah, could have been. Dug in. Could have been. Um, I did notice, though, like when they would like like go, not to break, but, you know, they'd have their time away. Like they would just go to a video segment. They wouldn't be like I've been to WWE, plenty of WWE shows where like during those like backstage segments or during some random segment, they just play some random video and you see lights everywhere. But sometimes mm. they turn the lights completely down, and when those lights are down, you can't. Your folks on that screen, yeah, or whatever, and that could, that could, yeah, that totally could have been. It and too. people have hit, you know. One time, I think I saw was it Bray Wyatt get under the ring. Mm. So, uh, so Kane, he comes back. He's exchanging strikes with Taker. Taker goes for a tombstone uh, uh, to Kane, but he's distracted by Austin driving. Mm. What is a? It's not a forklift. A tractor. It's a tractor crane thing yeah crane i don't know i'm not the claw i'm not i'm not an actual man i guess um (laughs) but uh yeah the claw um he comes out with the tractor uh full of dirt 
And uh, Kane hits the tombstone to take her, getting him into the grave. That's when Austin leaves the tractor for an experienced operator mm-hmm. to take over. Mm-hmm. And the idea of this is uh, for the tractor to dump all the dirt on top of Undertaker. Which, you know, if there was a secret compartment, that's how Taker probably got out of there. Mm-hmm. Makes total sense now. Or a tunnel or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, they're just standing there and the tractor doesn't, like, they can't get it to reach. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they're about, like, five to ten feet off from yeah. where Taker is in the grave. And, like, the hand is here, but Taker's buried over here. Eventually, yeah. it finally... And the dirt's on the opposite side of that. Yeah, and so they're sitting there, and like you could tell Austin's just like, come on, come on, do it. Two more feet, back it up. <laughs> so then, See, I told you, this is why we should have practiced it. We should have had this at rehearsal. Yeah, and uh, so then they start dumping all the dirt on The Undertaker. Um, the Undertaker's not completely buried, but then Austin just goes and gets a couple beers, gives Hebner a beer, <laughs> and Hebner's like, ah, eh, fuck it, he wins. Yeah, yeah. he's like, okay, cool, let's call it. <laughs> that was my favorite moment. Hebner's just like, all right, he wins after giving him a beer. <laughs> Whatever. I think that should have been the match. I think it should have been whoever gives Hebner a beer. Whoever has a beer with Hebner first wins the match. Whoever <laughs> gets Hebner to crack it first. Yeah. Because that's the exciting part. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we don't. Oh, oh. oh, he did it. He did it. Oh, my God. It, it was weird. And it, it was all, the ending was all messed up because of the tractor mess ups. I like that. I like the but it was you know, funny. surprise. You yeah, guys, you guys yeah. should have practiced. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um that was rock bottom. That was rock bottom. It was a decent show. Way to end the year. This is a good way to bridge um Thanksgiving and Royal Rumble. Your Survivor Series and Royal Rumble. I like this. Yeah, it's, it's better good. than other years, you know? Uh, uh, but the beginning was really really slow. Um yeah. New Age Outlaws never really been a favorite of mine, so that really bog down the show i liked them when i was a kid i hate them now i don't hate them but i just i don't like them now yeah you know i i see a whole bunch of you know um like the the appropriation shit um it is it they just don't rub me well anymore i can't i mean i yeah billy gun billy gun i can take i I think it's just the road dog yeah that's probably it's it's like 90 percent of the road dog like the fake braids (sighs) the sweatpants yeah. Here's to you aspiring wrestlers, stay away from the sweatpants. Wear tights. Yeah. I don't care yeah. if they're long tights, short tights. Unless tights. you're really fat. Like if you're like Abdullah the Butcher fat or like Haystacks Calhoun fat. Uh King Kong Bundy, he pulled it off. Yeah. Uh John Tenta. He he was it was better. Golga looks okay. He it, looks okay, but you know, uh Earthquake looked more devastating. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're you're right, you're right. Um, man, I don't know. Like there's a reason for all this too. There's a reason why the second half of the show was better than the first half is because at this time you had Vince focusing on two storylines, one or two and a half storylines. Now Vince is trying to, you know, oh, I'm so good at that. Now I got to do everything and he mm-hmm. he tries to make every storyline like an Austin storyline, you know, Carmella and fucking uh Sasha Banks. Mm-hmm. They're trying to get them, you know, to be like at the same level. Like you don't really need to put that much into it. Focus yeah. on two or three storylines. Let somebody else take care of that shit, and you're fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. I don't understand half of New Japan storylines, and I I'm very entertained by their shit. 
because the storylines are in the matches mm-hmm. most of the time, you know, um, given, uh, look, look at the oddities. They don't really even have a storyline really going for them other than yeah, the fact don't. like they got turned on by the people that aren't there anymore. So now they're wrestling mm-hmm. some random tag team. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, uh, you know, like, and they were over people yeah. loved them and I don't know how much, how much longer will they love them without the Holy crap. Guys. There are only two title matches on this pay-per-view. Yeah. Well, the intercontinental title and the hardcore title were held up in a tag match. You know, yeah. there was no, mm-hmm. uh, there was no sable here tonight. Mm-hmm. So no women's title. Yep. I, how do you feel about, uh, the, I mean, I guess Austin winning at the end, is the main event. I just always feel like the world title should be the main event. It always should. But right now your bread, your bread is buttered by one stone cold, Steve Austin. He is the top baby face in the company. Yeah. Your top heel would be Vince McMahon, the rock, the rock. Well, Vince McMahon, uh, you're right. You're out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Taker. Undertaker still has some, yeah, he's, he's, he's not your number one. But he, you know, he will soon join the crew of number one. People wow. people hold so, too much nostalgia in The Undertaker, man. Yeah. I, I was talking, was I talking to you about this? Maybe I was talking to Michael about this, about Taker and Sting. I was always a Sting fan. I never liked, I never liked Undertaker to the same level where I liked Sting. Sting was it, badass. Yeah, well, here's why. Sting would wrestle unforgettable one-hour matches with Ric Flair. He would get into Beast with the Great Muda and the Scorpion, which was Ric Flair, yeah. and started the whole. You remember the whole uh, the uh, multiple stings in the arena? He got that idea from Ric Flair. Ric Flair did the, the Scorpion Scorpions, yeah, yeah, from everywhere in the arena. So he was involved in better matches and better storylines, programs. Whereas Undertaker faced, you know, the Giant. It was always the gimmick match of the year and for Survivor Series or Mania. Undertaker always came from like that cheesy, uh, the Golden Era. You know, the the Doink the Clown Era, early '90s Occupation Era. Remember, I tugboat and earthquake. One thing Twin I totally towers. remember about, oh, excuse me. Uh, one thing I remember about the Undertaker is, remember those oh, like. Remember when he like disappeared for a minute and everyone was mm-hmm. like, where is the undertaker? And they would have these vignettes and they'd be like a little kid. Like I saw the undertaker and you would mm-hmm. see like footage of the undertaker, like swinging or like riding down a slide. Like, and it, it, you didn't yeah. see this. You didn't see like black and white sting do that. Like mm-hmm. I know sting tagged with RoboCop, and it was fucking weird, yeah. but like, the the black and white era of Sting, what you know to what he is that character. He never did anything like that. He just came out. He had a bat. He was badass. Then he hung out with some like NWO gangsters for a while. You know what I mean? Yeah, he joined yeah. a gang. <laughs> he was cool. Yeah. Taker was just like yeah. oh, I'm a the character. Whole, the, even before all that, the what ifs? Is he any? You know, he's wearing black and white. He might be NWO. Who knows? Yeah. And you know the Undertaker. He's fighting. You know. Uh, oddities you know for lack of a better word the giant gonzalez with that weird tan suit that had abs painted on them with hair kamala kamala remember the casket the <laughs> first the first you casket match right you got in headhunter yeah yeah um yokozuna yeah 
Uh, you know, it's always the big man trying to topple down the big man. Who's going to be the next big man with no skill to fight him? I'm surprised, you know, God rest his soul, uh, Zeus didn't come in and fight Undertaker at one point. Dude, did we just name like four people who are died? Probably. Giant, is Giant Gonzalez alive? I don't know. Giant Gonzalez. Well, I don't know. Uh, no, we did name four, four dead people. That sucks. Wow. Okay, well, you know, like just, I no, said, that's just sad. I, I nothing about it. I'm just saying it's just yeah. yeah, you know, but it's the oddity, and he was the ultimate. Um, uh, he was the ultimate gimmick. Yeah, he, well, because he was such the a Undertaker. gimmick. So. Yeah. Well, I think that about does it here for us today, right? Yeah. Yeah. Rest in peace, Tiny Liston. Zeus. Lister? Zeus. AKA Debo. My mama gave me that chain, Debo. Give it back. Um, the president in uh, Fifth Element. Fifth Element, yeah. yeah. And uh, I'm sure he played a cop in a different I movie. It, I think his name was like Linderman, President Linderman. I think that, like that. that sounds like what you posted. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, next week we will have uh, Sunday Night Heat from December 20th, 1998. So be sure to watch that episode yeah. before, we, uh, before we review it so you can talk about it with us. Only two more papers. I mean, two more uh, heats to the end of the year, right? Uh, yep. Two more heats after this week. We have the 20th and 27th. This is okay. the last pay-per-view of the year. Mm-hmm. So this is how we close the year with pay-per-views. Yeah. How, how do you think Starcade's doing? I bet it was pretty shitty, yeah. Oh, God. I have no idea, dude. Yeah, no, I bet t- uh, Ultimate Warrior was probably involved in some way. <laughs> no, was he? I thought he was gone by this point. Maybe. I don't know. Starcade's their big one. Now I'm going to look it up. Star. Cade 98 1998 not 10 oh okay no not 1098 god i don't need a tax form <laughs> okay star k 98 uh who's next the the picture is goldberg uh let's see the results of the match let's just go to the pay- the uh, kevin nash defeated goldberg in a no dq oh this was the stun gun uh, the, pro- the cattle pro- the, the cattle, cattle prod yeah uh, the cattle prod end of the streak the first streak that ended that was lame. Eric Bischoff defeated Ric Flair in a match. Oh my God! Diamond Del- uh, Conan defeated uh, Jericho with Ralphus. Wow! Uh, Brian Adams and Scott Norton defeated Fit Finley and Jerry Flynn. Ch- what? Yeah. Uh, Perry hmm. Saturn defeated Ernest Miller. Okay, cool. Norman Smiley defeated Prince Iakea. Uh, what? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, that's cool. Uh, Billy Gunn defeated match. Uh, de- Billy Gunn defeated Eddie Guerrero, which is probably a good match. Yeah. Oh, Billy Gunn defended the title twice. Okay, so it says Billy Gunn defeated. Yeah, he, in a triple threat match against Rey Mysterio and Juventud Guerrero. Then he defended against Eddie Guerrero right afterwards. You mean Billy Kidman? Did I say Billy Gunn? Yeah, Billy Kidman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, Billy Kidman. He just <laughs> went over, or Billy Gunn went over and won the the cruiserweight. Cruiserweight. Title. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That sounds live. All right. Well, Except for the main event, damn, Kevin Nash was not a very good booker. Well, he booked himself into a nice fucking paycheck. Oh yeah, that deal where he has to get paid like ten percent more than any the highest pay highest paid person. Whoo, mm-hmm. whoo! And then every time they brought in somebody, his pay would go. Man, that mm. guy was smart for himself. I hope he saved. And then he was money. like, Scott, go deal with your own demons, big man. I'm gonna go out here and have me a vodka tonic. Yeah, Look myself to beat Goldberg. Yeah. Well. I think that about does it here for us today. 
Uh, we're going to get out of here. Hopefully, uh, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe at City Wrestling Radio on Instagram and Facebook if you want to follow us, and at CWR405 on Twitter. Uh, we'll see you later. Have a wonderful day. Goodbye. Bye-bye.